This week's episode of the Sports Large is brought to you by the film Buddy Games. This holiday season, game on. Joss Duhamel stars and directs the wild and hilarious no-holds-barred comedy Buddy Games, now premiering at home. Featuring an all-star cast including Dax Shepard, Olivia Munn, Kevin Dillon, James Roday, and Nick Swardson. Six lifelong friends reunite for the Buddy Games. <laughs> An insane competition of absurd physical and mental challenges for the chance to win $150,000 pot. Buy or rent Buddy Games today on digital and DVD. Rated R. From Paramount Pictures. And now it's time for the Sports Lords. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's right, folks. We got another movie, another real-life movie sponsoring us this week. Uh, and this time it's for the boys, buddy game. <laughs> yeah. You know it's for the boys when Kevin Dillon's in the mix. Another member of the Kevin Club, which we spoke about last time we recorded. Kevin that's Dillon right. is actually, he is the president of the Kevin Club. That's, yeah. I mean, he seems like the perfect guy to, to lead that club. Um Yeah. He's one of the most significant Kevins in my eyes. Yeah, it's, um, it's Kevin Dillon, it's Kevin Connolly, it's Kevin Hart, it's Costner. Kevin Kevin Costner, Kevin James. Sure. These are the Kevins <laughs> we all look up to in the Kevin Club. Um, now is is this Josh Deha the he the Hermels? Is this his directorial <laughs> debut? I believe it is. It must be right. Probably he may have directed an episode of Las Vegas when he appeared on that show, but. Uh, in terms of major motion picture, that's exciting. I, you know, I'm I'm most familiar with his performance in Call of Duty World War II mm. the video game. That's right. He's, he is in the cutscenes of that. Yeah, he is. He is. Buddy, Great performance. A buddy of mine got to meet him because I forget what film he was in, but he had to play an in arena director or whatever in the control room. And my friend works at uh, now State Farm Arena. And he had to come shadow him to see, like, sort of how the machines worked and how to push buttons, I guess. Nice. <laughs> um, Did they get along? Was he cool? Yeah, he said it was like a nice guy. He said it was just like a kind of a low-key, just nice guy. That's good. Nice to hear. Yeah. Um, all that said, uh, Surfs, if you're listening right now, if you want to check out Buddy Games, shoot us a DM because we got five screenings to give out for free uh, as well. No competition this week. Um, so just shoot us a DM on Twitter or Instagram and uh, we'll uh, send you a link to the first five people that uh, tell us they want to see Buddy Games. You might, have to make that. That, you might have to make that four because your boy, Kevin, oh. me... He wants to see buddy games. The games have begun. We're <laughs> <laughs> Let the games begin, buddy. Um, also, a quick disclaimer, uh, moving away from the Hollywood real quick. Uh, this episode, uh, just, just a heads up, is going to be a little bit less edited than normal. 
uh, I am moving in a couple of days out of New York City. I am moving to Buffalo, New York. Home of the Buffalo Wing. Get wings. It. Wings. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you order them in Buffalo. You just yeah. walk and you go, wings. Yeah. And they, and they say, they say, how many? Like, well, <laughs> and they just bring you a bucket full of wings and send you up. <laughs> <laughs> wings and Labatt Blue. Oh man, I am the. I do love both of those things, Labatt Blue and wings. Yeah, you combine them together, it's pretty good. It's nice how in upstate New York, it's like the closer you get to Canada, the more Labatt Blue you see everywhere. Oh yeah, you got Molson, you got Labatt up there. Uh, you got others. Your nice, crisp Canadian beers. Hamilton's ketchup chips. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the ketchup chips. We've talked about those, you know? But yeah, with my move, I won't have a ton of time because uh, it's been a little bit of a nightmarish move. So we're a little behind. I won't have a ton of time to edit. So sorry for all the ums and ahs that are going to be left in. But I'm, I'm going to clean up my um, ah game today. Same here. I'm going to be super crisp. It's a good way to practice if I pretend yeah. I'm actually moving. But yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be fine. You guys will be OK, surfs. But yeah, let us know if you want to watch Buddy Games. Send it our way. And also, hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yay, we, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Yum, yum. Um, I uh, yeah, we took last week off. There was an, an um. I'm, I apologize for that. Um, I made my first green bean casserole. Cause I had a little stay, stay at home Thanksgiving and man, that's nice. really easy. And it's my favorite holiday dish. Oh, that's great. Um, well, I, I'm uh, officially a super spreader. Uh, my wife, Kelly and I drove out to uh, Texas last week and spent time with her family. So, um, you know, feel free to shame me. You guys can find me online if you want to shame me for traveling uh, I probably a, deserve it. That's the thing I love is the the shaming, you know. Well, the good, sure the good thing, Jimmy, is that in Texas there is no virus, according to yeah. the senators, governors, my father. What they all say, there's nothing yes. there. So you're good. Yeah. Well, there they have a lot of different methods to combat it. There, it's like if your cowboy hat's big enough, <laughs> the virus stays away. Yeah, um, you can you can also you can lasso the virus. You can also lasso the virus. Um, if your truck's big enough, virus will stay away. If you, if you got a big enough Trump sign in your front yard, virus stays away. So they've done a pretty good job of containing it out there. So, yeah. So is it good. true what they say? Everything's bigger in Texas. You know, I it is true. Um, I do have to say, at least in the Fort Worth area that I was in. A um, lot of big trucks, big mm. trucks and big, big houses. Mm. Um, I don't know if they're compensating for something. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, a lot of big stuff. Lots of big stuff out there. So do you enjoy any uh, burger while down there? We did make a, a Whataburger drive through stop. On the way out, we stopped at the Whataburger in uh, beautiful Jackson, Mississippi. Um, 
and I got a like a chicken tender sandwich, mm. BBQ chicken. T- it was very good. I love what um, I've never had. What a burger! Underrated, I think nationally in turn. I know because it's regional, but like In and Out gets a lot of love, and I think yeah. burger is on their level. I think they're very. I, I would concur, and um, I also have to say we drove uh, on I twenty the entire way from Atlanta to the. Uh, Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex and you hit Birmingham, Jackson and Shreveport. Oh, um, and you're going across, you're crossing Alabama, Mississippi and Louisiana, uh, which is, you know, three of the best States in the country, or at least Louisiana. There's some good parts, uh, but the other two, not much to recommend. Um, no. So it was, it was a real tour of America's racist heartland. I believe, uh, speaking of racists, I believe a friend of the pod, Unbeliever Russ, lives in Shreveport or in that area. I could be wrong, but I think no offense, no offense, Russ. Well, I did just call him a racist. So, yeah. And by the way, I have no, I have no proof of that. It's just a vibe. Like, no, I'm totally kidding. I don't, (laughs) I don't think he's racist. (laughs) No, Uh, but putting. um, we're not no no i'm totally joking all's total joke rest total just goofs you know he's yeah. a great guy but games amongst ourselves you know yeah this is this is a buddy yeah. game. yeah <laughs> this is what you call a buddy game um accusing someone of racism for fun uh but i uh i've i've done that drive never that far but i've spent a lot of time on i-20 between tuscaloosa and atlanta and sure. that's just a great strip of highway, you know? You oh. got your Talladega. Did you drive by Talladega? You know we did. Hell yeah. Yeah, and then there's a there's an adult uh, sex toy shop right after Talladega when you go out that way that I, um, I was driving with a friend once, and he insisted we stop as a joke. And then when we got there, I was like, I don't think this is a joke for you. I think you just <laughs> want to be here. Um so yeah, but Jackson, wow, really? Yeah, Jackson. Uh it's the state capital of, of Mississippi. Um, so yeah, it was uh it was good, but we probably helped spread the virus and uh this country is uh it's currently going down the tubes as we speak. So I gotta say you you got to see the best parts of those states, you know, the north oh yeah. Not, not the Gulf, the not the beautiful Gulf area with like beaches and like beautiful water but like the north yes <laughs> the northern the most conservative and flat <laughs> flat and, and dreary and depressed it is a dreary uh, strip of the country isn't it yeah it really is man i mean it's birmingham is Bur- birmingham is like i guess you could call it pretty i guess it's like hilly well, like and- I mean, that was like the big city of the between Jackson, Shreveport, and Birmingham. It's mm-hmm. like those other two are kind of small it's, potatoes. It's, it's also, I don't know if you noticed this, but I, whenever you pass through Birmingham going away from Atlanta, you then pass all these really like intense looking factories with flames shooting out the top. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I think there's a lot of steel manufacturing there. And it's just. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just like imposing or something. Yeah. And then if you get in Tuscaloosa, there's a rubber plant. So at night, the um, the whole city smells like burnt rubber. 
It's really great. <laughs> yeah. Not to disparage Birmingham too much, because I think it's a fine, small city. Like, again, given the options, it's it's fine. And I've had a good time there when I've been. But mm-hmm. I've all, I think I've told the story before. It also has the saddest place I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> the, What's that? The Birmingham dog track. Ooh. It was, uh, we thought it'd be fun. It's like, we'll go, because I was there for the NCAA tournament because I used to play the first few rounds in Birmingham and Tennessee was playing. So I it's a quick drive from Atlanta. So I went and with friends, I was like, let's go gamble a little bit. Let's go to the dog track and we make a little bit of money. And uh, it ruined the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume so. Because uh, yeah. We- but just emotionally it was like yeah that's rough like we're having yeah. but people there are having the worst night of their life you know oh. like, <laughs> life is ending before your eyes and it's not good. oh god yeah, yeah. it sounds very bleak yeah i don't know if i've told this birmingham story but when i was like 19 i had a couch surfer from birmingham england mm. uh named rich uh, jimmy did you meet rich uh i never met him i heard about him never yeah met him Nice guy, but he was staying with a friend in Charleston. Then he came down and he stayed on my couch for like a week or something. And he was like, I want to go see, uh, I can't do his accent, but it was very thick. And he was like, I'm going to go to Birmingham, Alabama. I want to see Birmingham here in the States because I'm from Birmingham. And I was like, I didn't want to like be an asshole, but I was like, okay, man, well, yeah, uh, don't have any wrecks for you. And he took a Greyhound to Birmingham, stayed for like 24 hours and he came back and he was just like very sad and was like, I, I shouldn't have gone there. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like that at all. And I was like, yeah, uh, not a lot going on. Um, well, I think you can see the Vulcan statue, right? The statue of the Roman God of steel or whatever. I think so. Yeah, that's cool. Well, not to like, you know, I'm going to stand up a little bit for Birmingham, Alabama. Like, Birmingham, England isn't exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's probably way worse uh, as far as places go. The only thing <laughs> England is that Ozzy Osbourne is from there, and that's where Black Sabbath started. And the whole heavy metal thing started because it was bleak factory right. lands, and they were getting their <laughs> out that way so no offense to birmingham maybe you've changed since then but that's all i know about you it's not exactly paradise in england that's true yeah. if i were <laughs> if you had a gun at pointed at me you said you can either live in birmingham england or birmingham alabama i'd probably stick with alabama <laughs> um yeah that was probably just some english snobbery a bit of snobbery then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's also not wrong, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's like if you're on a tour of the United States couch surfing. Right. And you were in Charleston and it's like, whoa, cool. Then you're in Atlanta. It's like, oh, it's a fun city. It's a big city. And then Birmingham, Alabama is probably a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you're a rational person, yes. Yeah. You know, I guess it says a lot that it's a two hour drive from Atlanta, but I've like never gone there on purpose mm-hmm. my whole yeah. life you know same it's just a super small little city i mean there's pockets of like semi-fun stuff because uh, like you know there's colleges there and there's like some breweries and stuff but yeah it's it's a it's a fine city to pass through but 
I wouldn't recommend vacationing there. Let's just say. No, you know, I'd go ahead and write off the state of Alabama as. Uh, I don't think you're going to find. Maybe if you go to like Gulf Shores or if you want to if you want to go to Fort uh, Fort Payne and see mm-hmm. the Country Music Hall of Fame, uh, or not Country Music. No, that's wrong. That's where the band Alabama is from. Um, the Country Music Hall of Fame, if you ask me. I mean, come on. That's in yeah. Nashville, and I've been to that, and it's actually very cool. Yeah, but Alabama, that's all that matters. The band, I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, Country music giants of the 80s. Yeah. Uh, I think they're one of the few bands who have multiple songs on our uh, Spotify playlist, on the Sports Wars Spotify playlist. So. I do love me some Alabama, not going to yeah. lie. Legends, absolute <laughs> legends. You you hear if you live in the state of Alabama, you can always turn to a radio station and hear "Sweet Home Alabama." You don't hear as much the band Alabama, which is unfortunate. You know? That's a shame because forty hour week for a living is is uh, an ode to the working man, and it's one of my all time favorite songs. Honestly. I've seen you crush that at karaoke multiple it's times. A great karaoke song, yeah. yeah. Everyone talks about uh, center John Fogerty's center field as being the quintessential baseball song, but Cheap Seats. I don't know that song. It's on, yeah, I mean, it's on our playlist, and it's like catchy as hell, and the lyrics are great. Um, I'm gonna listen to that as soon as this is over. It's about minor league baseball, but about drinking. Of course, it is Birmingham Barons, yeah. former team of Michael Jordan. Exactly, it's about drinking. That's right. Drinking, getting your hot dogs, getting your popcorn, and hanging out in the cheap seats with the boys, you know? And it's like, that's... That's my favorite. You just, you just named all my favorite things. Yeah, yeah they nailed it. So check that out. <laughs> um, have you guys ever been to a minor league baseball game? Yeah. I have. Who have you um, guys seen in the minors? I think we've all seen the uh, Coney Island, um, the Brooklyn Cyclones, Cyclones, excuse me, out in Coney Island. In Coney, yeah, yeah, we've seen them. I think all of us, I think Jimmy, didn't we go to a game together? <laughs> Probably, yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, I think, yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? I think I missed that one. I think I was supposed to go, but yeah. but bailed or something. Which one? The, the Feld Knight. I went not with you guys, but I went years ago for Seinfeld night. And the best part is they have a bunch of women who come dressed as Elaine and they get on the field and they do an Elaine dance off. (laughs) And it's so fucking funny. (laughs) So I've seen the cyclones. Uh, I've seen the, the Tennessee Smokies, which are a minor league affiliate of the Cardinals. I believe they're a double a team. I saw the Gwinnett Braves and I've seen the Chattanooga Lookouts. Oh, yeah. Nice. I've seen a decent amount. Yeah, I I regret um, not seeing more minor league baseball in the South because unfortunately a lot of it is probably going to go away because of budget restraints due to COVID-19. I'm not sure if you've heard about this. Um, it's a pandemic that's sweeping the nation. Um, um, but I, yeah. I, cause I, one time I could have gone to like dollar beer night at, for the Asheville tourists, but I didn't end up going and that sounds fun now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I haven't been to many, but 
Um, when I was a kid, I went to a Beloit Brewers game in Beloit, Wisconsin. Oh, of course. Uh, we all know Beloit. Everybody knows beautiful Beloit. Uh, just due north of Rockford, uh, just across the, the Illinois border there in southern Wisconsin. Um, you're, you're saying it like we don't all know where Beloit is. I know. I'm sorry. You know, some people aren't as worldly and cultured as we are. So you got to keep them informed. Um, and then also uh, the, the one cool one I went to was, I believe it was 96. My family was doing a road trip up the East Coast and we went to a Richmond Braves game. Ooh, nice. um, and I believe it was. I think it was the year Andrew Jones got called up. Oh, I think whoa. he was on the team at the, on the Richmond Braves at the wow. time. That's awesome. Yeah. That, there's RIP to the Richmond Braves. Yeah. Yes. Now the Gwinnett Braves, which, uh, you know, is convenient for the team, but kind of sucks yeah. if you're from Richmond. Yeah. yeah. I, I went to the Gwinnett Braves game – uh, not as excited because I remember like when they first because I my mom I grew up in Gwinnett so it's right near my mom's house and when they first moved down there everyone was like we should go to Gwinnett Braves games we should go check them out and my thought was always like why would I do that if I can go see the Atlanta Braves that's the thing like <laughs> yeah. part of the draw is you're you're in a small town where you can't see a major league team mm-hmm. um yeah I that's what sucks about the Gwinnett Braves. You have to be a real baseball head to want to go. Like, I just want to go see the young talent. The only reason I went was because uh, I forget who it was. It may have been Tim Hudson, but one of the starters was starting, was like doing a rehab start. And I was like, well, at least I'll go see Tim Hudson up close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see a game there, but I saw Bob Dylan play <laughs> a concert at the Augusta Green Jackets Stadium in Augusta, Georgia. So nice. I don't know who they're an affiliate of, but they're the Green Jackets because the Masters. You get it? Maybe. Oh, 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 very good. <laughs> I, I will say to you, to all the surfs out there, once uh, COVID is figured out or we all die from it, I don't know. But uh, when things kind of get back to normal, if there is minor league baseball again, I highly recommend going to those games, especially if you're in a small town or whatever, because they're super cheap. And then look for whatever promotional nights they do, because they go all out for promotions. Like they'll do giveaways, they'll do contests. A lot of them are BYOB, which is even better. So don't sleep. If you live in a small town or near a small town that has a minor league team, don't sleep on it. It's a it's a good time. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's definitely I, fun. That's definitely going to be on my list of things to do once, uh, you know, once COVID has killed most of the country and it's over, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's um, all we have because getting right into it, uh, COVID is winning and killing uh, football, both college and the NFL. So we might have more minor league baseball once football is demolished completely by COVID. <laughs> Yeah, I <clears throat> I watched man, I don't know we've talked about it, but yeah, it's like I really am like uh yeah, it's just not the same watching college football. It's very weird. Um uh I do wanna point out before we get too deep into it, I'm on the Augusta Green Jackets website and coming up at the Augusta Green Jackets Stadium uh is a socially distanced 
Rob Schneider comedy show. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, if you're in the Augusta area, you're going to want to check this out. Um, Is he going to do the making copies character? Making copies. Yeah, I would would assume so. Um, I'm going to... I'll screenshot this. I'll put this out there. If you're in the Augusta area, don't do this. But if you go, if you happen to go to the Rob Schneider show, you have to let us know because we have to interview you. Yeah, I want to know exactly what the hell that show was like. Everything opened. What was the music before he came out? What did he do on stage? Who was there? Uh, I want to know it all. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to screenshot this and now it won't show up. It's like a rotating ad and now it won't show up. It's making me feel like an insane person, but this is the type of shit minor league teams do and minor league facilities do like they rent out their spaces for weird stuff like that. So, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely a thing to watch. Like I'm like in Buffalo, they have a minor league team where the blue Jays were playing in that stadium. So whenever they come back, hopefully I'll get to go to some of those games. Can you guys yeah. hear this when I play this? No. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm watching. <laughs> so there's a video of Rob Schneider saying, Hi, North Augusta, South Carolina. I'm gonna be at the so he's just promoting mm-hmm. his show. Um well, he's really funny, so I don't think we even need to hear his promo. I think everyone's already sold on it. Yeah. I you can do it is uh, being used a lot in the promo. That's his opener. <laughs> you yeah. can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Copies, say it. <laughs> say it. <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome. If, if his show was just him saying all his catchphrases, I would go see that. <laughs> if he just kept repeating, it's like... All right, here's my you can do it chunk. And it's like 10 straight minutes of you can do it. (laughs) And then it's like his Deuce Bigelow chunk, which I don't know what. Yeah. Well, I watched an episode of his Netflix show that was uh, one of the worst things I've ever seen. (laughs) And uh, I feel like it was a lot about his wife being Mexican. That's a lot of where the humor came from. (laughs) Oh, that sounds, sounds like some pretty sophisticated stuff. Yeah, it's like wild out there stuff, you know. Um, <laughs> Again, talk about your Mexican wife. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, COVID. Uh, everyone has COVID in football. Yeah, football's getting destroyed by COVID right now. It's surprising that if you make no real effort to limit the spread of a virus, that virus will, in fact, spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, you know, I didn't see that coming, you know, mm-hmm. but here we are. That, that seems to be what's happening. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's um, fun. Like, the Big Ten, I think, is regretting hard coming back. Like, I think it would have been better for them to not come back. It, it would have been a good look for them. It would have been like, oh, we were the only ones that realized this was a bad idea. Well, it would have worked out better because right now Ohio State has canceled. Like, Ryan Day, their head coach, is has COVID. He was diagnosed, and I think they've canceled at least one or two games already. And it's like, how many are they going to end up playing? It's not going to be enough. Yeah, because yeah. I think that the threshold now is like – 
from what I heard this weekend is like you have to have played at least six mm-hmm. to be considered for the play- playoff or whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't. I, and by the way, I have to ask because um, Nick Saban has COVID, head coach of Alabama, yep. and he is experiencing symptoms. Um, but am I crazy, or I thought he he'd got it weeks ago. He didn't. Uh, according to Alabama, uh, the test came back. It was a false positive. Okay. And he took yeah, a that was... test, and that's why he was on the sidelines. But yeah, if you want to believe what they're saying. So, yeah. so if you want to be a conspiracy head, you could believe that he had it then and he, he just wasn't sick yet? Yeah, probably. For us, likely. Yeah, because it's been long enough now that I think he would have I don't know. Nobody knows how COVID works, so I'm not even going to speculate, actually. Yeah. Well, I, all I know is I read an ESPN article about it because I was, like, confused. I was like, wait, I thought he already had it, so thank you for clearing that up. But what I learned in the article is they were like – he said – they quoted him as saying, like, I, I'm experiencing very minor symptoms, but they said that he had, a like, a very hoarse voice. Hmm. So it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not even being affected at all. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, unfortunately, his absence didn't affect mm-hmm. Alabama's performance at all. They kicked the shit out of Auburn in the Iron then, Bowl, which yeah. happens. You used to happen in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, but. that's that's correct. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, I, I don't care for either of those teams, but would have loved to have seen uh, Alabama fuck up in some way but that wasn't gonna happen because they had uh former falcon assistant coach steve sarkeesian manning the uh the sideline exactly it also helps that auburn sucks yeah that's probably what helped the most yeah because yeah i don't know but it's like so hard to judge anyone this year this is such a weird fucking year and speaking of coaches that suck uh Dabo Sweeney. Oh my god. Uh we didn't talk about it last week, but that was the he's the worst. Like nobody likes him, right? I don't think there's anyone that likes that guy. No, nobody any everyone outside of Clemson hates him because he's annoying. He's he's he sucks. It's like he's, Saban sucks. He's kind of an asshole. Like like all the coaches kind of suck. But there's something extra special about Dabo. I feel like with Dabo, it's because he puts on this aw shucks, uh, yeah, church boy front, and it's like even more annoying when he's a dumbass. Yeah, like at least with Saban, like he's just kind of cold blooded and like seems kind of evil. Yeah, but he he doesn't do the same sort of yeah aw shucks church boy like well, I'm teaching these young men about Christ and all that kind of bullshit that Dabo does. Yeah, Dabo hides hides uh, in front of and behind his uh, religion, which sucks. And the reason why I say Dabo sucks is because a couple of weeks ago, um, since we didn't talk about it last week, uh, but a couple of weeks ago, Clemson was scheduled to play Florida State. Clemson went down to Florida State. They had a player test positive before they left and then started showing signs uh symptoms as they got down to Tallahassee to play the game so then both schools met talked about it Florida State 
said, no, we don't want to play this game. You have a sick player on your team. Uh, even if he sits out, the rest of your team has been in contact with him. We don't want to play. So Dabo got furious because Clemson spent $300,000 getting down to Clemson or down to Tallahassee, excuse me. And they've uh, then went on to accuse Florida State and Mike Norville of canceling the game because they just didn't want to get their asses kicked. They didn't want to lose and continued to ridicule Florida State for these reasons uh, in the subsequent week. He, his assistant coach said it's uh, the real plague in this country is the PC culture that's happening. So that's the kind of people we got down there at Clemson. I, I don't see how PC culture is at all related to them <laughs> canceling the game for COVID. Uh, it just seems like he wanted to get that off his chest or something. But also, like, I don't know why Dabo was so butthurt about it. It's like, well, yeah, you know, honestly, you guys probably were going to kick the shit out of Florida State and you, you didn't get a chance to. And you're acting like you're upset about the money. This this school that just prints money because of your football program that they pay and they pay you ten million dollars a year, yeah. Like what is it? It was not. It didn't even make sense. Mm. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's what a dumbass. Um, yeah. He, I, and we followed protocols. We followed the protocols right. It's like no, you didn't. You have a sick player, dude. Like I don't know what you're talking. Well, about. who even knows what. I don't even know what the protocols are. Like the whole prospect of um, like, it seems like the spread is inevitable if, if you're out and about, you know, mm-hmm. and like when you have a yeah. hundred people, players and staff, like on their college campus, like they're going to interact with who knows, you know, like inevitably someone's going to fuck up or, you know, do something yeah. that, it's yeah it's crazy um yeah um and then sticking with college football like to on the field stuff um we had history this weekend although it was weird and kind of shittily done but uh the first female ever played in a power five football game a kicker for vanderbilt because I think the COVID situation annihilated their special teams and they had to go to the soccer teams to find a kicker. But um, mm-hmm. so she was set up to, to play and it was going to be this, this thing that people were going to watch to see, to see the first female participate in a game, even as a kicker. Unfortunately, Vanderbilt uh, didn't score. So she didn't get a chance to even attempt a field goal or anything. And uh, she came on at one point to do a squib kick. And that was the big record-breaking, like, breaking the glass ceiling moment. Um, oh, and Vanderbilt subsequently fired their coach after the game. <laughs> <laughs> because he let her play. No. That's yeah, not- they were pissed about that. Um, no, no, unrelated, unrelated. It was uh, He was fired because I don't think they've won a game this season, so that's not good. The series of events, because this brought national attention to them, not that they were going to win, but then to not score and just, like, look – not to look completely that bad was it yeah eric mason wasn't going to survive that unfortunately but we can now say a woman has played college football even if it was a squib kick yeah yeah the yas queen is all i can say congrats to kelly 
Yep. Um, oh, yeah, I, I just did a big um and a and a pregnant pause there. Sorry about that. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I've done nothing like that during this podcast. I haven't stumbled over my own words one bit. <laughs> I haven't drawn attention and then not had anything to say even once. Um, I will say this. This isn't. I don't know how corroborated this this is. I heard this on a different show this morning, but there's rumors too that she Kelly Fuller gave a speech in the locker room at halftime to the team. Oh no, <laughs> that seems. That's I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, because one, football players don't respect kickers regardless of your gender. Yeah. <laughs> Weird to have the kicker give a speech and then two she's just kind of it's kind not to discount it but it felt like a gimmick in a way like to get eyes on vanderbilt a little bit and then it back mm-hmm. their face but why would you let her give a speech i don't know it just feels i don't know how true this again i heard this on a different nationally televised show but well yeah it depends like if she gave a speech um just saying, you know, how like my, but my, the first thing when you said halftime speech, I imagined her going like, are you fuckers going <laughs> to, are you just going to let them run in here and run you over you pussies? You, this is our house. Right. And like, if that is the case, then I, uh, yeah. It would be amazing if she did. That. <laughs> Hope she did. Yeah. And if it, if she did, it worked. Uh, they did not score. But again, I don't know about the speech, I don't know if it was just like she, she at some point said, like, let's go or something. And they call that, you know, because people are looking for stories at all times. So this isn't to make her seem bad or look stupid. If anything, Vanderbilt's the one that looks stupid. But it is a story that's floating out there. So it's just very bizarre. Everything about this whole Vanderbilt weekend was weird. It, this is not related, yeah. but when you said gimmick, it did remind me I was watching some uh, Ken Burns over the holiday. I watched that documentary country music that he did, which is very good, I recommend. But then I caught a little bit of the baseball one he did. And it um, in the 1950s, like baseball turnout for most teams was really poor because of a bunch of reasons. But the St. Louis Cardinals uh hired a little person to be on their team uh and he had one at bat and it was it was like a total gimmick but he he drew a walk because the pitcher couldn't throw it in his strike zone because they estimated his strike zone was three inches by three inches (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah but he yeah. The guy uh, who, who I think he became like the general manager, the owner of the White Sox later on was the guy who did that for the Cardinals. I think on his name I'm blanking too, um, but he, yeah. he was very open about like, yeah, I'm doing this because it'll get people to come to the game. Yeah. Um, and not to say that women are the same as little people, but that is what John Lennon said in his famous song. Um, sorry, I'm being... <laughs> <laughs> yeah just kidding no okay so good luck with that yeah good luck uh please send your messages to me um no uh but yeah good for kelly what's her name or kelly fuller kelly fuller uh hey i think actually 
Uh, if I think it's actually Sarah Fuller. Oh, Sarah Fuller. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. I said Kelly. My bad. Sarah Fuller. Good for you. Um, uh, no, great. great. Um, I was hoping, yeah, she would uh, kick some field goals, but we'll have to wait. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see other college football stuff I wrote down here. Oh, um, James Franklin. Speaking of former Vandy coaches, that guy's like on the level of like being a sh- one of the biggest shitheads too because he's in trouble again now there's former players accusing like the most toxic work environment at penn state a former linebacker has accused others of um being covered for by james franklin when they behaved incorrectly or treated freshmen or walk-ons like shit so it seems like penn state just can't get out of their own way with just interpersonal problems jesus terrible (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's not what you want um he was sort of being heralded as like a possible savior of their program right yeah and now they're owen they're one they beat michigan this weekend i believe or no michigan beat them sorry so they're owen seven owen eight seven yeah um which by the way jesus christ when are they gonna fucking fire jim harbaugh i know right yeah um he's, he's I, gone he's going back to the nfl but uh, james that's surprising about james franklin he was in uh that documentary um that hbo did where they followed three or four college coaches mm-hmm. and he seemed i don't know relatively normal but yeah, I mean, he he turned around Vanderbilt for the couple of years he was there. Like, they, they didn't win championships or anything, but they were com- more competitive than they had been, and they got they went to, like, three straight bowl games, which is something they had never done. So he had all this potential, and he, he just looked like a meathead, tough guy. I'm a, I'm a man coach kind of thing. And then he got to Penn State, and they were good right away and was going to be the savior. But then all these, like, every year, it's like he lets people get away with stuff or – some of the players are abusive to like staff or other people and it just gets swept under the rug. And at a program like Penn state who has a little history of sweeping things under the rug, not the best place to do that. Yeah. They had a little bit of an oopsie poopsie a few years back. A little bit of a Sandusky. If you will. <laughs> a little bit of that. So yeah, you would, you'd think they'd, they'd be the most hardcore and vetting coaches and stuff but you know whatever they're not um and then the other thing i wanted to bring up uh your notre dame fighting irish just keep uh keep on trucking people yeah i watched that game where they they beat unc it was close for a while but they they stuck it out um again i stand by that this season is is a farce unless notre dame wins the national championship then it's just a regular season that uh, should be considered completely normal. And I think that's the appropriate stance, Kevin. I think everybody, every fan should have that perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter the sport or league or whatever, if your team is in title contention, season's legit. If your team isn't in title contention, the season's totally bogus and will never count. It, it'll never count. And anyone who thinks it does is, is a fool. Yeah. Unless Notre Dame wins the national championship. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Notre Dame. They're doing great. 
are they in the same division in the ACC as Clemson or no, right? They'll, they would play again in the ACC championship game. That's a great question. Uh, I don't know the answer. The Coke um, or the Atlantic division. I think they play again. I think they would play again. They would meet in the chair. They're both in the, oh, damn. I can't tell just from a quick Google. I'm giving it a Google. Uh-oh. Give it a Google. It um, nice to see Notre Dame in a conference, I will say. Like, just not independent to see them actually having to play conference games. It should always be that way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's silly how they were holdouts on being in a conference for so long. It's like, come on, guys. What's wrong? Yeah. What's wrong? Come on. Come on. It's not the 1940s anymore. Come on. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we'll see if college finishes. Uh, I think they should just cancel it right now and avoid more hell that is happening. But um, they won't. They got to get that money. Uh, the NFL not doing much better with uh, fucking COVID. They had to cancel the only good game on Thanksgiving because the Ravens have had an outbreak that is so bad that they're having to play their game Tuesday, but might still not even get to play it because that's how many players and coaches have COVID on that team, including Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And I guess there are playoff implications for that game. So it's like they really – I mean, I guess for for the NFL in general, they can't really afford to to cancel. It's Ravens games, yeah. The biggest and I think the NFL on top of it all too. Yeah, yeah, and because I think the Ravens, you know, they're kind of having a weird year. I think they were what they're like six and four or something. So they're they're in they're the not they're in the hunt. They're they're a good team, but they need they need to rack up a few more wins obviously to to make the playoffs so it's like they can't just like write the game off it's got to get played at some point and speaking of covid i think the big nfl story this week was uh all of the denver broncos quarterbacks had covid so that they had to start a wide receiver at quarterback a practice squad wide receiver was their quarterback because their top four potential quarterbacks all had been one of them got COVID and they were all in the same room together for like weeks at a time. So mm-hmm. they went to a, you know, it's not a farce at all. This is like a legit starting <laughs> fucking practice squad quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And he completed one pass, I believe. Uh, I think he threw at least one interception, but um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, that's wild. Better than Sam Darnold, you know, but still. Yeah. It's a shot at the Jets that's too easy to take. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy that every, like, if I turn on the TV here, I have to see the fucking, I know we've talked about it, but the Jets or the Giants, just what horrid, horrid teams. Very bad. Yeah, yeah, it's real bad up there. Um, I watched uh, some of the games on Thanksgiving and I needed to report a name I saw in the Detroit Lions. I think you guys, I don't know if you saw this one. You didn't. No. I think you'll appreciate it. Uh, I believe it's pronounced. The guy's name is John Penasini. <laughs> <laughs> that is spelled P E N I S I N I. 
exactly how you'd think it. <laughs> oh my god! I'm looking at oh, just to see it written out is incredible. <laughs> the famous Pinacini family. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Pinacinis. <laughs> Like you, oh man, if you brought, like imagine if you were writing for The Sopranos and you wrote a character named John Pinacini. <laughs> um, I'm glad you mentioned a name because uh, I was going to bring up a name. I, I heard this story as well this morning on another show, but I had to look it up to verify. So speaking of the Jets and Sam Darnold, their quarterback, his uncle, Sam Darnold's uncle was actually like an athlete or something. And was also one of the original Marlboro men back in like the sixties uh-huh. or whatever. And his name is Dick hammer. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Hammer. Yeah. Damn. That's, that's a strong name. That is a strong name. Dick yeah. hammer. Um, I have one more fun name that is not sports related, but yeah. I, um, you know, I was making my delicious green bean casserole and um, you got to get the crispy onions on top. Um, we sure. all know that, but I was like, I was curious. I was like, I don't even know where green bean casserole comes from. Is it a Southern thing? What is it? So I Googled and it was invented in a Campbell's soup test kitchen in the fifties by a woman named Dorcas Riley. <laughs> so if you Googled Dorcas Riley, there's a, uh, just a sweet woman from, uh, from whatever fucking Camden, New Jersey. And she wow. gave us a delicious treat that we all enjoy and we all love. Oh, well, yeah. Thank you, Dorcas. Thank you so much, Dorcas. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the NFL's fucked. I think they're, they're in trouble. The other big story that was happening in the NFL was, uh, the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys strength and conditioning coach collapsed in front of the whole team during like a practice and eventually passed away. Like he died of a heart attack in front of those guys. <laughs> and they, and then it was like, yeah, we got to play. Uh, like it's nothing. It's just, it's not everything for the NFL is bad right now. Nothing is really kind of going, you know, I, yes, it is bad. And I'm curious what, what do you even think? the Super Bowl is going to look like. It's going to be bizarre. Oh, yeah. Because everyone is going to be home, so I assume they'll probably have as good of ratings as they've ever had. So people are going to tune in. They're going to probably, I would imagine they'll play it in an empty stadium. Maybe not. I don't know. In Tampa Bay, so. So they could play with fans. People. And then it's like, who who the fuck? Because usually it's like celebrities are all there. And there's like a big halftime act. So I'm curious, like, who's going to be the halftime act? And it's going to be like nauseating to see them be like, yeah, this is actually good. And this, they're going to try and frame it like America's healing. We're playing the Super Bowl. And it's oh, going to yeah. be probably the highest cases we're going to see uh, happening at that time. <laughs> if I'm the NFL and I'm worried about, Getting all that, I just go to the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally website and I look through the bands because we know those guys smash uh, insane clown posse. I don't remember who the fuck it was, but 
pick any of those bands and get one of them to play because they'll yeah. do it. I mean, I think a lot of artists would be down to do it. Actually, I think it's already been announced that uh, the weekend is the halftime entertainment. For, there you uh, go. Well, there for the Super Bowl this year, so that'll be cool. Right. Yeah, man, I can't wait. I freaking but love yeah, the weekend. You know, there's going to be like five thousand people a day dying at that point, and you know the NFL is going to be like America has triumphed over coronavirus. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's going to be so many commercials like telling us that this is good and America <laughs> is finally healing. And this is uh, now more than ever. We need to be watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. Buying we, should, stuff. we should do a, a drinking game where every time you hear now more than ever during the Super <laughs> yeah. Bowl, you have to drink. Oh, we'll all, yeah. we'll all be dead. We'll, tw- <laughs> we'll be on Twitch for the Super Bowl. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, I think we'll have to do that. Only kneeling aloud is if you're out of breath because COVID is taking all the oxygen out of your lung. <laughs> Kneel. If you don't, otherwise, no. But if that, that's okay, I guess. Um, I do want to shift a little bit, sort of football related, but I want to talk about a couple commercials that's been like they've been killing me because I keep seeing. I've been seeing them a lot over the holiday break, but um, I want to bring up Peyton Manning since we're talking about the NFL. I'm very concerned that he has gone insane. I'm very mm-hmm. concerned that the the all the hits that he took and all the CTE has finally made him lose his mind because the latest nationwide commercial implies that completely. He built he's built a miniature town and he yeah. every little miniature figure's story and he's like showing it to Brad Paisley and some insurance agent as if this is a totally normal thing to do. I'm worried about Peyton. I think he's. Yeah. It's that's disturbing. And it's also interesting because you can see in the commercial that Brad Paisley is skeptical about. He's like, he's wondering what the hell's going on. Um, So, you know, Brad should probably be responsible there and, and try to intervene to do something for Peyton. Also, I'm still not clear on why those two hang out so much. No, Brad implies that he doesn't like him, and he implies that he's insane. But he's all, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff going on there. Well, it, it, those commercials are all documentaries, so um, yeah, it, it's it's real stuff that's happening. So mm-hmm. and it's a weird implication that this man has lost his mind and built a town, and he knows the story of every figurine. And they're all related to insurance, too. It's, it's sick. Yeah. The other commercial I want to talk about, because I despise this commercial with every fiber of my being, I feel like, and it's not a new one. They just keep recycling it every year now that we're in uh, in the holiday season. But have you all seen that GMC commercial where it's a couple in this like giant house? Yeah, the, the, the night, like a Frank Lloyd oh. Wright mansion. Yeah, and yeah. She- the woman comes over and it's like, I bought us a his and hers. And it's like a little Fitbit thing. And he's like, well, I got two. Yeah. And outside is like an, a giant $75,000 SUV. And parked next to it is a giant like $80,000 full cab truck, GMC truck. And he's like, I bought these for us. And she goes for the truck. And that's like the joke where it's like, I guess I'll like, I like red. 
I hate this commercial so much. I hate that too. And I actually saw that yesterday and I mentioned to Melissa that I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I, cause I saw it so many times. It's like one of those where you just tune it out and then it's like, wait, there's so many things wrong. Like, first of all, these people are like ridiculously wealthy. Yes. And secondly, like the implication is that people that wealthy and like young and good looking would be like, of course we love GMC trucks, which is like, it's <laughs> yeah. absolutely not the car those people would drive. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, it's just the whole, like the, the trope of car commercials where it's like, Hey, surprise, I got you a car. I don't know anyone who's ever had that happen for them ever. Especially yeah, it, pandemic when everyone's out of work. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's even more, uh, maddening when it's like uh everyone knows there's a pending economic collapse coming and it's like oh, i gotta look at these fucking douchebag couple gifting each other cars yeah it's the insane that, that anybody would would give or receive a, a car at christmas right you're gonna buy somebody a car get the fuck out of here yeah, and it's like I'm looking at cars right now because I'm moving to a city where I need a car. There's still car prices. You know what I mean? It's like they're yeah. like super cheap. But then even in this GMC commercial, like even the logic drives me insane, which I know it's just a commercial, whatever you want, but like the logic is crazy. Like the cars are parked in front of in front of their house, which is like a glass wall. Yeah. <laughs> just not two cars pulled up in front of her house until that moment. And also, it's not just the husband buying one for her. He bought one for himself, too. <laughs> what the fuck is on here? Yeah. Yeah. I also Insane. like how he, he must have backed them up hmm. to the front of the house so they're both facing facing out towards camera. They're cheating. It's all very. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Once you get a nice look at these two cars. <laughs> And I looked them up. They are insanely, they're almost $100,000. They're like, that's unreal. I, I, yeah, that's insane. It's a full cab four door truck, and the other SUV is like a huge SUV. They're like luxury. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, I can't, I have seen them over and over and over again. And so it's just infuriating. Yeah. Well, another commercial I want to mention that um, I saw Toilet Corp, our, our favorite meme page made a meme about um something i i guess i i'm sad to announce um that the clogging family from the geico commercial had, apparently they were killed by isis so yeah r.i.p to the clogging family that's also i hate those commercials not just the clogging one but the whole like the we have a clogging problem and you think oh the the plumbing is fucked up and then it's just a family of cloggers lives upstairs Mm -hmm. Or the other one is like we have an ant problem, and it's all these like middle-aged women um, being annoying. Yeah. I, I don't like that one, and maybe this is just me, but I I actually like most of my ants and don't find them annoying or nagging. Yeah, so this, that's not, this a, not a thing. It's like it's not a thing. I'm like ants. Look. Ants are not known yeah. to be annoying. They're known to be like the like really nice and it's like your <laughs> like, family that you only see enough where your interactions are good like a yeah exactly <laughs> I, I can't think of a time i've ever been upset or mad at my aunt 
<laughs> and I have I have four ants on my mom's side, so I have plenty of ant experience. Yeah. And now so, they're fencing one. I saw that's their newest one. Yeah. It's two guys fencing, but like who has fencing problems? I've never heard that either. Like Yeah, I don't think no, that's, that's a reach. That's such a reach. Hmm. Yeah. Like the, a good one would have been we have a our there's a problem with our fridge and then you get fridge Perry to be in the group. Yeah. Yes. That yeah, would be and, better. Yeah, I just I should get hired by Geico's shitty ad agency. Go if you use that you owe, you owe Kevin money. Yeah, you yeah. goddamn right. And, and Diego and I get a piece so that um, yeah, they get a little taste, a little yeah, taste. We get, a, we get a taste of that. Yeah, yeah I got to wet my beak too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the clogging family got killed by ISIS. Honestly, I, I think I think that's what they deserve because they seem like horrible people. Absolutely. Also, yeah. every time I see that commercial, I'm like I'm almost impressed with cuz they're all clogging while doing other stuff. And I, I think about how many times that must have been such a pain in the ass to shoot that commercial. And oh, if you yeah. were on the set, you've probably just had like your ears were ringing for days from the clogging. <laughs> yeah. Again, uh, not to go down the road of the logic because I the commercial, but when you move into a place, you typically uh, would have found out about that. Yeah, you yeah. think you do your research. Yeah. Realize you got cloggers up there. Yeah, someone would have been like, hey, by the way, there's a family of cloggers that for some reason live in the second floor of a duplex. Anyway, have fun. We keep her yeah. lease for some reason, even though everyone complains about it and no one wants to live here, but we <laughs> renew the lease all the time, you know, and they're there. Yeah. Yeah, we're just fucking idiots. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but commercials are dumb. Uh, we haven't talked about them in a while. Uh, and what's a little more tv recently so it's driving me nuts yeah and and what's crazy and i'm you know i'm a hypocrite here because i'm literally looking at the product that i worked on a commercial for during the pandemic but it's just so stupid that commercials are being filmed Mm -hmm. like you know does that is that necessary i mean people people got to work i get it but come on yeah this is uh Shout out to Burp and Bobby. This is a toy that I worked on the commercial for. Uh, you can't see this at home, but it's a it's a hippo that you crank and then it burps. Um, so you crank this hippo and then it burps. Yeah, here I'm gonna do it. And is it a, is it a game? So um, you can't see that, but when you crank it, it I you're. It comes with these little pipettes that you add water to, and then a mist is supposed to come out. I haven't added the water, but you saw the green light. You heard the belch. Yeah. It is a game, but the game aspect is super, super not well thought out. And it's like, I imagine if a kid gets this, they're just going to want to crank it and hear it burp. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a cool toy. You know, it's real lifelike. You know, I burp, <laughs> crank moth myself. Yeah, I know. It, it yeah. I have to have someone wind my arm and then I let out a huge burp. <laughs> sometimes sometimes it backfires and I just shit my pants really bad. 
But yeah, I love burping and spraying mist when I crank off. So it's all good. It's also a great toy to model behavior during a pandemic, a thing that shoots out mist in your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. So buy that, buy that toy, if anything, to help Kevin out. I mean, I get a little taste on the back end. No, I don't. I've already gotten paid. You don't have to buy anything. <laughs> I don't really care. Um, uh, yeah. So as we wrap up, um, as we wrap up the show, also want to give a huge shout out and congratulations to the NC Dinos of the Korean Baseball League, who won the title and were given the coolest trophy, which was a giant sword. Um, I posted about it, but to be clear, that sword isn't the official trophy. It's just that the company that owns the NC Dinos is a video game company, and that is the most expensive item featured in one of their games, and they made it themselves. But I think that should be the trophy permanently because it's a giant fucking sword. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I I really like that. Um, the picture of one of the guys holding the sword up in the air while all the other guys like stand around him and are like saluting him is just amazing. It's one of the, it's, it's so cool. Um, every sport should have that. And I agree. And I also do want to point out while we're talking baseball Braves, I think they made two signings since we last broadcast or maybe just one, they signed Charlie Morton uh, from the Tampa Bay Rays, which is pretty huge. I'd say that's pretty huge. They brought Charlie huge. Yeah, it's a good addition of a wily vet to uh, to to strengthen that rotation. So that's good. People are saying they now could be one of the best rotations. They could be the best rotation in baseball. So that's pretty cool. Fingers but anything, crossed. Anything can happen, as we saw this past year. Um. Yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope that's to be true. I on paper it definitely looks that way, and uh, it's it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Very exciting. And the uh, our own Atlanta Hawks also were very active in free agency or have yeah. been thus far. We got to get friend of the pod, sports expert Luke Mayu on next week to really break down all the Hawks signings because yeah. it was pretty huge as well. Yeah, the draft yeah. and I got a lot to say. I, lo- I, I really like what the Hawks are doing for the most part. They drafted Nyeke Okungwu. Uh, out of USC, who's going to be our basically five of the future. He's they call him to be like the next kind of Bam Adebayo style player where he plays really good defense and is also a good offensive player. I think he's going to fit in great. Uh, real quick off the top of my head, the Hawks have also signed Chris Dunn as a backup point guard, who's a, one of the best defensive point guards in the league. So him backing up and playing alongside Trey will be great. They signed Rajon Rondo, which we don't like Rajon, but maybe he'll help Trey out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's kind of a weirdo. Kind um, of a heel. Uh, they signed yeah. uh, everyone's new favorite player now, Danilo Gallinari. Oh! Oh! Who's a good three-point shooter and uh, should uh, add three-point shooting. Because the Hawks were the worst three-point shooting team last season, despite having Trey Young, because no one else could shoot. But now they add Danilo. And they also added Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is a very hot commodity that everyone wanted because he's an incredible player. And he's also a really good shooter who's going to come in and strengthen that team. Also, yeah, not to be confused it. with Boglord O'Connell. Right. Yeah, that's me. Bogdan um, is not from the Bog. Yeah. Or Bo- but, Bogdanovich, who's a different man and player. Yeah. 
But Bogdan Bogdanovich is one of my favorite names in, in mm. the NBA, all professional sports. Awesome name. Excited he's a hawk. I mean, if my name was Kevin Kevinovich, I'd be <laughs> I'd be pretty I'd be pleased as punch. Let's just put it yeah. that way. Your first name is also your last name, but has a few extra letters. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Great. I mean, that's yeah. the best name I've heard since John Pinasini. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. John Pinasini might be the best name of ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be creating many memes inspired by John Pinasini in the coming hours, <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, we'll talk more basketball and stuff. Uh, way too many uh, things happened um with yeah friends. next time we talk when we talk nba you'll be in uh buffalo i'll be in uh i'll be out of there that's exciting and, uh, yeah yeah and uh yeah uh let's see anything else anything else uh r.i.p to diego maradona arguably the greatest soccer player ever uh the reason i bring it up um because you know, not a ton of people know about him or whatever in this country or, or listeners, but there is a documentary about him called Diego Maradona that HBO produced, and I think it might be free online if you, even if you don't have HBO. I highly recommend watching it. Because I watched that, and I loved it. He's got a wild life off the field as well. Uh, lots of drugs, lots of poor decisions, lots of hanging out with weird leaders around the like getting involved with the mafia, involved with mafia, like everything. He, he had a wild, insane life on top of being arguably the greatest soccer player of all time. So check out that documentary. It's kind of long, but it's, it's worth the watch. Also, I recommend, I can't remember. I think I found it on YouTube, but there's a uh, Noel Gallagher of Oasis. He has, uh, he appeared on like a radio show and talked about the night him and Liam Gallagher partied with Maradona in his hotel room. And it, they were like, yeah, he was, he was a legend to us. And that night lived up to it. There was a lot of drinking, drug use, prostitutes, the whole thing, man. You know? (laughs) Hell yeah. This guy showed up publicly on drugs. He coached while on drugs. He was friends with like warlords, mafia guys, dictators around the world but also beloved and he's a God in his country. So it's just one of the wildest. I can't think of like an American athlete who's had that wild of a who's I can think of athletes who had that insane life, but not the success on the field. Right. He he did it while being the greatest soccer player on the planet. Yeah. Like at the same time. If Michael Jordan had Dennis Rodman's off field life. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. And he's also a god, apparently, in uh, Naples, Italy. So, yes. So, yeah, RIP to a legend. But yeah, check out that documentary. It's it's really good. And now that we need more content than ever, because we're going back into lockdown. There you go. Two hours right there. You know, it sucks is, yeah, we're going back into lockdown. And I've I've been in lockdown pretty much the whole time. (laughs) it's just like oh i'm continuing to be in uh, lockdown i guess but what are you gonna do Um, other content uh buddy games if you want to see it for free we got four links left uh make sure you don't forget to dm dm the sports lords uh on twitch or instagram or twitter or instagram 
and uh, let us know that you want to see Buddy Games uh, available on demand and Redbox app. Hell yeah. Do it. King of the Kevins, Kevin Dillon. Check him out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the first Kevin president? Who's like the old school Kev? Is it <laughs> the... I don't know, but when you just said that, I thought of actually actual u.s presidents named kevin and i hope we never see that day that would be bad <laughs> like i don't want to disparage my name i like my name but it's not a president name mm-hmm. you're not there's no president kevin coming down the pike <laughs> um but yeah if we got nothing else that's gonna wrap it up for another classic app i believe yeah i think yeah that- I think that's that's what it is. The last app of Diego in New York City. Unless something else goes wrong, which so many things have been going wrong, maybe I'll be here. Who knows? But well, you know, I I believe in you. I think you're going to be in Buffalo this time next week. I think so too. Yeah, same here. In a much bigger apartment with more than one room, and uh, hell yeah, it's insane. It's Dude, yeah. it's so weird. I know I'm dragging this out now, but like. The PTSD, like people listening, if you if you haven't lived in New York City, you get this insane mindset that the most basic, normal human conveniences are these miracles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dishwasher? We're gonna have a washing machine, a yard? Like what the fuck? Because New York City, New York City ruins you. It really does, and I, I've realized that um, even though I am in a studio apartment right now that's not big, it's still. I feel like a king because this place has a dishwasher and a washer dryer. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it also is a really nice building that I have no business being in. But still, uh, yeah, I, I yeah. would I would probably murder um, someone for a yard right now. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it ruins you. But on the flip side, it lowers your standards so much that those basic conveniences seem like luxuries. So that's the flip side you know that's the good side is uh you don't doesn't take much to feel feel like a king when you leave so. I'm, excited. I'm gonna have yeah. grocery stores again that have produce that isn't rotting or holes in the ground of the grocery store the way that i do right now in brooklyn and i live in the nice part of brooklyn uh um, yeah so yeah. yeah no i can't wait but um but yeah leave us a review if you feel like it and uh we'll be back next week with another show and everyone uh take care take care bless one love bye 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 what up serves one more thing check out sebastian canelli's hilarious podcast loud about nothing sebastian's freaking hilarious you're gonna love it and guess what i was a guest on last week's episode with phoebe tires and brian frangi the four of us used to be on a little podcast called The Unbelievable Podcast, which maybe you listened to. And if you did, thank you. And anyway, check out Loud About Nothing, the friggin' rules, and you won't be sorry. Okay, bye-bye. I would probably murder someone for a yard right now.